What do you love about being outside and active? I'm, I'm sure I've spent more time outdoors than in. That just feels like home. Enjoy what you can do because you never know what is around the corner. Just being outdoors in the fresh air, it just clears my mind. Fully immersed in nature is what brings me the most joy. This week's guest is taking on an extraordinary challenge for a very, very worthy cause. So please do keep listening to find out what this challenge is and how you can support. Simon has been in and out of running for his whole life. He was always the kid who got bored walking, so ran instead, if that's from the bus to home after school to competing in track and cross country. Then in 2019, Simon was diagnosed with relapse-remitting multiple sclerosis, a condition that his mother has also lived with for 40 years. And since then, he has leaned into the words that she received during her diagnosis, if you plan to climb Everest, do it sooner rather than later. Simon has used this sentence and his diagnosis as inspiration to challenge the norm against MS. He now runs to raise money and awareness for MS, completing numerous marathons, 50Ks and the 100K Jurassic Coast, with his eyes now set on an event of his own. The Cornish Coastal Path, 480 kilometres, 18,000 metres of vertical ascent, Seven days, seven ultras, seven teams, and Simon himself. We're going to find out more about this incredible challenge in this conversation. Um, but just a quick shout out to this week's sponsors, Fitbites and Strength and Conditioning Education. I will tell you a bit more about both of those later in the episode. But for now, let's get into this week's chat with Simon Teagle. Simon, hello and welcome to the Outside and Active podcast. It's a pleasure Thanks. to have you on and I'm looking forward to... Uh, giving a platform for your story and also the challenge, the mammoth challenge that you're going to be undertaking extremely soon. Um, we'll get into all of that in a second, but firstly, I'm going to kick off with a piece of advice. We do this in every episode, and it's a piece of advice that a previous guest has left for you. And this week, the advice comes from Adriana Damey, who was speaking at the National Running Show recently. And her advice is very short, very sweet. And I, I actually think it's quite poignant to your story and what we're going to be talking about, because her advice is to embrace change. Change oh, may nice. be difficult, uh, change may be positive, it might be negative, but ultimately if it's, it's going to be changing anyway, we need to take it in our stride. So what's your immediate thoughts to that advice? Yeah, I like that. It's uh, short but sweet, very punchy. Uh, it's one I could do with uh, adhering to more often, if I'm honest, Don. I, um, I wouldn't say I'm adverse to change, but I'm someone who definitely gets comfortable and does well to push themselves out from that comfort zone and, and see other sides of stories. And yeah, I welcome that. So yeah, I appreciate that. It's, uh, I will take that on board. I think a lot of people can resonate with what you just said, including including myself of being comfortable. Um, good piece of advice. Thank you, Adrienne. Now the, the question yeah, that we ask to everyone is, very vague, but it allows you to take it where you want. What do you love about being outside and active? I think that changes over the years for me, uh, if I'm honest. I, I Currently, uh, we'll talk about it much more later, but I am diagnosed, was diagnosed with MS so long, uh, about 2019. And what does that mean? If essentially that the, the biggest reason that came about is is due to a vitamin d deficiency so not being outdoors enough that's why ms is so strong in or so heavily diagnosed in like northern countries and northern europe and you don't really see it across africa or countries near the equator so for me outdoors and active means health it means staying well it means 
um, spending time with family, with friends, walking the dog, uh, playing golf, swimming, running, football. It's, it's, it's the source of everything. Like every sport, every exercise I do is, is linked to outdoors and being active. It's my, my reason for being. So, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very meaningful to me. It's one that I, I am encouraged to do more often uh, to avoid being sedentary, to avoid being sat at a desk and hunched over a screen. It took me to the Alps and to skiing and to, to getting into skiing a lot as a, as a child and through uni and as a young adult. And yeah, I, I love all forms of it. I like bad weather. I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a fan of running in the rain and skiing in a whiteout and going to the seaside when it's out of season. It's, it's, it's when the real magic happens, when, when it's most wild. So, yeah, I'm most happiest when I'm outdoors and when I'm active. Has that affinity with the outdoors always been there from a young age or is it something that's developed over time? Um, I imagine it's been there from a young age. I was fortunate enough to be born in Norway, um, lived there for the first sort of four years of my life. And where, where, when you're, you're growing up, I don't remember it personally, but when you're growing up as a, as a baby, you, you're skiing at the same age as you can start walking, really. The minute you can stand up, you're putting boots and push down a hill. So for me, I was always outdoors. It, it's, it's, it's just part of my 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 upgrowing. So, yeah, I think it probably was from a very young age. Um, as a teenager, I, I I ran, I was active, I, I swam a lot, which is actually an indoor sport as a as a kid. But it gave me that that unfortunately it gave me that engine and that ex that, that fitness to to carry outdoors and take part in team sports. And there wasn't a sport that I didn't try and do. I even tried rugby. I'm six two and built like a pencil, but. They put me at tight head for a while until they realised I was too lanky and out they put me to the wings. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, quite work. Just... <laughs> no, it was the worst position in the world. But uh, yeah, any reason to be outside and I'll, I'll take it, to be honest. It's, it's deeply rooted. Well, you're going to be spending a lot of time outdoors leading up to May, uh, which is when your challenge is taking place, but especially in May. Um, I've got a few numbers and stats written down, which I want to accentuate after you've spoken about the challenge. Yeah, um, do I know these? <laughs> yeah, let's, that's a good idea. Let's test you. Simon, <laughs> please tell us about this mammoth challenge that you are doing. Um, so I have decided to try and run the Cornish coast. So it's, uh, it's a section of the southwest coast path, purely the Cornwall section. Uh, I'm led to believe it's around 480 kilometres in length and approximately uh, 18,000 metres in vertical. So up and down Everest twice, um, a lot, about 70 kilometres a day it will be. I'm trying to do this in a week, um, 12th of May to the 18th of May. Yeah, I wanted to come up with a challenge. I, I'm, we're doing it myself. Me and my wife are, are trying to plan it and arrange it. And I want to raise a lot of money for a charity. And I armed an ard over it for a while. I've done a few longer runs and uh, did 100k for charity. I don't uh, four three years ago maybe, and I just I wanted to do a challenge that was so difficult for me. Like it, it deemed worth the amount of money I want to try and raise. Like it it, it warrants that that level of uh, investment for me personally, and then for anyone who wants to or feels inspired to donate or contribute or get involved in any way. So. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Um, I intend to run each day with a different group of people. So there's more kind of logistics to sort out there. So everyone involved has their own sort of ultra. Um, trying to aim for people, some who can act as a good mule and carry some things for me and G me up, but maybe people that have never sort of ran this distance before to, to reach out and show people how 
a day out in the hills, how rewarding that can be and how um, fulfilling that could be to get to the end of it. So it's got a lot of aspects to it. It's it's purely selfish on my front. It means I can spend the whole day running around Cornwall and a week running around Cornwall. And what a gorgeous place to do it. Hopefully get some bad weather. <laughs> and uh, yeah, fingers crossed we get to raise a, a ton of cash at the end of it. Yeah, you've nailed the numbers there that I had written down that oh, you've, fantastic. you've come across. Uh, yeah, 480 kilometres, which is almost 70 kilometres a day. Um, up and down Everest twice. It, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> It is unbelievable. <laughs> the, the title of this episode is um, If You Plan to Climb Everest, Do It Sooner Rather Than Later. Oh, amazing. We'll yeah, come on to, on to why that's the case later on. Um, but this is an, an unbelievable challenge. What you know, You've mentioned there that you've run longer, you know, ultra distances before, but what's, what's the furthest you've ever run and have you ever done multi-day long distance events? Yeah, no. In summary, that's a really short answer. Is that good for a podcast? One word answers. I've the longest I've ran in one day is 100 kilometres. Um, that was the Jurassic Coast I ran, so Paul through to Bridport. Um, in training leading up to that, I, I didn't run a lot. Um, I did. I sort of staggered my training. I did a long. I did a 40, then a 60, and then I think an 80k. Bit like oh, probably once every four weeks. It was really staggered. I don't run that much compared to, I'd say, a lot of maybe ultra trainers because for me, the hardest part is the recovery. My, um, I have to factor recovery a lot and I'm a slow recoverer. So I'd rather risk a shortage of distance and, and maintain good health and, and kind of rely on uh, rely on what's inside to get you through it. Because 80% is inside, right? It's all in the head. And you get to a point of running where you just... I think someone said it on your podcast a few weeks back. It's kind of like walking. Yeah. And uh, if after a distance it is, uh, you X amount of hours in, your feet hurt. If you feel it, it almost hurts more to start walking at that point. Then your bones realise they've got to do a different stride and a different pace. So, yeah, I've, I've only ran 100 kilometres in ultra. Um, in training, I've ran so far a few 60s. Um, uh, I do a bit more than a marathon most weekends at the moment, depending on the training plan. It's like a three-week stage training plan, so it builds for two and then active recovery for one. So I've just, it's just about managing it. I'm just jumping in quickly to tell you a little bit about our first sponsor this week, Fitbites, who want you to get fit in 2024 with the help of the delicious Fitbites granola with 15% protein a wonderful way to nourish your body without compromising on taste because obviously no one wants to do that. Building a healthy habit from the moment you wake up will only lead to more healthy habits throughout the day. Granola with protein will help you get strong, increase your stamina and with its high fibre it will also leave you revitalised and ready to tackle your day. Now we're not just offering you a normal offer here it's 25% off your order when you use the code get stronger 2024 at checkout you can check out the range of products from fitbytes on the website fitbytes.co.uk but that link is also in the podcast description it's, i was going to ask about the training for it and the preparation for it i mean it seems like it's to summarize what you've just said keeping ticking along, but probably not pushing yourself too much because you don't want to risk that injury. Um, what's the pre planning in terms of crew? Because you said you're planning it with your wife. Yeah. 
the seven days there, you're going to have your meals to carry your stuff for you. But it, in terms of recovery and nutrition and all those important things, it's not just the running, it's the things that are going to keep you running and get you back out running as well. Yeah, I'm still learning, if I'm honest. I wouldn't claim to be the expert at all. Um, at the National Running Show a few weeks back, I, I met with a lot of different brands preaching lots of different things and, and different types of jellies or gels or cheer. Wow, I've heard a lot about cheer recently, and I'm, I can I say I'm signing up to it. But the crew-wise, I think we're trying to stage it so we have a crew or a pit stop every 15K, so try and break it down to four or five sections each day. At that crew stop, for me, I have to make sure I'm taking on at least 500 ml of water every hour, about a gram of salt every hour, or no, a gram of salt for every litre of water. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm mixing flavourless salts with my already um, flavoured electrolytes. I'm, I'm affiliated with one um, company for fuel, and I don't know if I can say it on here. Yeah, yeah, go uh, for it. Uh, Mountain Fuel, I use them for, for everything in leading up on the day and post-exercise. It's uh, it's um, vegan based, gluten free, and it just sits really well. I find it really easy to digest. They make these date bars, which are just fantastic. But they do chia, um, not gels, but like a chia jelly, which which just sinks down and doesn't like have like the tangy like stick to the teeth or right. anything like that. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I'm 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 learning and finding my way through that. I have to have, I know what I've got to eat every 15k. I'll have a big stop on the halfway line as, as as close to it as we can on each given day. We've we've mapped out every day's route and the nearest to a 15 to 20k stop, then halfway and then 65k and, and going forward. Um, I probably will change outfits once a day, a bit like Madonna. I'll, I'll be in different outfits and um, change my socks and keep my feet dry. Um, but other than that, it's uh, I'll take each day as it comes. I uh, I, all I can hope for is to be injury free. And, and if I am, if I carry any, yeah, exactly touch, but if I carry any sort of injury, it's not one that means I can't keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I think what I've learned from speaking to people that have done similar sorts of challenges and multi-day events is that as much as you prepare, you know, you're 500 milliliters of water every X amount yeah. of time and eating every so ever distance and what, whatever, there will be something that you haven't planned for that will that will come in and hit you on the side yeah. and be like, oh, now we've got to deal with this now whatever it may be um and that kind of comes into yes it might be a physical impact but that's where the mental strength that you were talking about earlier and that motivation will have to come through like 80 percent of it um before we dive into that a little bit more just quickly on the actual path itself, the 480 kilometers, is there an FKT or a fastest known time for that? I imagine it's not the, something you're going for, but do you know if that is that like a, a route that has a, an FKT attributed to it? I, I don't know. I actually watched a documentary last night. I sound well knowledgeable on an FKT for the Southwest Coast Path. So the entirety. Um, and that's, I think, 15 days um, for the full uh, thousand kilometers, the Southwest Coast Path. So it's mine head all the way around to to pull so I'm, I'm probably only doing half of it um so they i think they were doing about yeah 80 to 100k a day to be fair and they were sleep deprived zombies <laughs> by the end of it I've, I've been pretty incredible effort i'm i plan on having a good rest don't worry so you asked a bit more about rest on each day and how i ensure that yeah. happens I, I have cold baths every day that i run at the moment um 
I'm not an ice bather. I'm not a, a madman with an ice bath outside that I chuck an axe into and then jump in. I'm, I just have cold baths full of salts and I can't think of a better place to do that than at the seaside. So it, after I finish each day, I'm just going to turn right and walk into the sea until I'm deep enough and then stand in it for 20 minutes until I can't feel anything and then walk back out. Sounds um, like a recovery plan. Yeah, stay cool, like reduce swelling where I can. We, we're camping the whole trip from um, when my brother-in-law's has lent us his, his van. So we'll have stacks of like frozen lasagna that we pre-cooked and pizza. They're, my, they're the things I can eat pretty much in no matter what mood I'm in. So hopefully they'll, they'll drive me through on the lunch times and the dinners and then everything else will just be ad hoc, like tea on tap and everything else that I feel like eating. So You'll be, you'll be sick of pizza at the end. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Brian Wood that did... <laughs> 25 i think he's done 30, 34 back-to-back marathons since then oh, but he wow. loved pork pies for the first four five six days and then i think by the end of it he said i could i'll never want to eat a pork pie ever again so be careful what you wish for with the the pizza and the tea <laughs> but... i don't believe it i don't believe it i <laughs> I, I reckon uh I'll, I'll put a bet on it pork pies i don't know i'm pork pies my friend the other day asked me if i was a pork pie or a sausage roll and yeah i'm pork pies through yeah so maybe like i'll eat pork pies as well <laughs> I put a pin in the, the motivation topic just before asking about that and somehow I was talking about pork pies. Um, motivations, there were two words that, that stood out, teamwork and impact. Just want to ask you to embellish on each of those individually, probably kicking off with teamwork. Yeah, for me, teamwork, I've got a really corny saying. Everyone knows it. Teamwork's dream work. And I don't believe you get any one person can get where they want to get to without the, the the support and work of an amazing team behind them or or with them at the time. And and often when you see one person at the top, they're, they're standing on the shoulders of giants before them. So teamwork is is everything in this run. We I will need a really solid team to know what I want before I know it, um, to be able to see what state I'm in and know if it's time to play thrash metal or something that will calm to G me up or calm me down to know if I want what I want before I want it yeah and that's that's intimate so without the support of the team this wouldn't be possible without runners signing up to do it with me um raising the amount of cash you want to raise and and their supporters as well for the day like joining the team and all adding onto the team and for different sections coming in and out throughout the week will be amazing to see how that team evolves and moves and works along its way it'll be a really dynamic um, environment we've got friends coming to do crew like the last sort of two or three days and different groups doing the first few days and it would just be amazing seeing how it all involves and how they all get involved and contribute it's it's just not possible without them yeah yeah they they everyone has to bring something different to the table the perfect team is one of everyone who is who is all different and we're not all the same people so we'll have different outlooks or we'll say a different thing at a different time and Sometimes it'll rub people out the wrong way, but it gets the best out of every scenario, even if you're in the military or crisis management or at work or on the football pitch. T- teams do everything. A team of, of, of individuals forms the best um, possible route to the right answer. Our second sponsor this week is Strength and Conditioning Education. Unlock your potential as an athlete with SNC Education. If you're passionate about fitness and eager to make a difference to your performance and program, dive into their Fundamentals Coach Program where expertise meet impact. 
Learn from industry leaders, master the essential principles, and elevate your coaching game. Whether you're starting your journey as an athlete or looking to enhance your existing skills, their comprehensive curriculum sets you on the path to success. Join the community committed to excellence in S&C education. Visit strengthandconditioningeducation.com forward slash S&C fundamentals. The full link is in the podcast descriptions to embark on a rewarding coaching adventure today. Yeah, I couldn't so agree with you more. Yeah, because having the right people around you, and you mentioned there, whether it's sports field or a coach or work or any, you know, anything in life, and in this case, running, having someone supporting you that knows when you need to kick up the backside or when you need an arm around you yeah. is re- it's a very good skill. And that will make a massive difference because like you said, sometimes you're just not going to, you're going to want to put the headphones in on, on, get into a zone and keep going. Sometimes you're going to yeah. need someone to, give you a kick up the backside when you're thinking how can I keep doing this you go no you are going to keep doing this Uh, so having that that teamwork is really important and the other word was impact so tell me a bit more about that impact is aimed really at the the charity let's say uh, mostly but also impact for the people on the day the the sense of accomplishment they get for contributing for being part of that run and for continuing for for uh, what's the word there for achieving their own ultra on the day so everyone as I said everyone's got their own run to do and we try and I don't want to give it away too much but we'll come up with like little gifts to give to people on each day that they've they've contributed and done their things so they've got something to take away with them that that impact and the well-being they get from that and take away and get to tell the story is is huge but the money and the awareness we generate around MS, multiple sclerosis, and this this charity that I want to raise money for, the the Samson Centre for MS. The, that's, that's a, it's a centre that's a hundred percently funded um, charity funded organisation, and it's it's a place where you actually see where the money goes. It's 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 some charities. I've raised money for bigger charities in the past, and yes, the sense of of contributing is amazing, but sometimes you get a bit disillusioned with maybe not knowing where that money goes or how that money's spent down the line. At the Samson Centre, you'll see where every pound and penny goes to. You'll see the physios contributing and donating their time to to work with uh, assisting people or giving physiotherapy or reflexology or standing assistance. You'll be able to see the pieces of quick kit that are bought with that money, like different devices from helping people stand or move or bring agility back into their lives. You'll, you'll, you'll be paying the the running costs and helping the volunteers who set up the hyperbaric chambers where there's a airtight check they scare the hell out of me they're tiny and if you're claustrophobic don't do it but like tiny chambers where one person goes and sits to and then is decompressed and fed an oxygen mask to improve increase flow of oxygen through their muscles and, and the veins like you and i can go and do that and it improves our muscle regeneration and reparation through exercise and they offer that service to the to the wider audience not just people with ms but you've got to sign up and join and, and go along for that so that level of impact, being able to see that you're, yeah, you're donating me and fueling, fueling the, the motivation to, to do this challenge, but that money will go straight into that facility in providing amazing services for, for people living with MS and, and will benefit from it. And they get to walk out with a smile on their face because they're given that service that's on their doorstep. I can't think of a better way to do it. I, I, that's, that's how we've settled on that centre. Yeah, you've explained that perfectly. And now when generally people are running and raising money 
whether it be a 5k marathon ultra marathon whatever it may be it's usually because they're running for something that's very close to home um but for you this is not just close to home this is our this is home um can you tell me a bit more about ms and how it's affected your life yeah sure you made me choke up a little bit there this is home good line i would say uh it's life as opposed to just home um ever since i can remember my mum has lived with ms she was diagnosed with it i think about 40 years ago she lived with it for a long time before it really started to i'd say impact her visibly for other people but now she lives in a wheelchair um and she uses the center she she goes there and she 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 benefits from the the physiotherapists the neurological specialists helping her with the physiotherapy and they they put her on a standing machine which means she she was just telling me today she stood up for 50 minutes um last week which is the longest she's stood up for in five years and she's she's doing that with someone else receiving the same treatment at the same time and they're talking and just building that community feeling and, and benefiting from meeting someone else in a similar boat or in a similar who's gone through something similar who can who can resonate with with their story so seeing and hearing what mum gets out of that instantly is amazing um living with and seeing how mum's worked with ms as part of her life for, for the whole time i can remember is has been very inspirational and then i received my own diagnosis of ms in 2019 uh, may it'll be may actually yeah it'll be more or less it'll be five years on the day when i start running that wasn't planned but it, that's uh yeah I, for me I, I have symptoms now but i'm still fairly able-bodied I'm, I'm not visibly carrying a, a disability or carrying ms so I feel a little bit fraudulent, I suppose, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't present it. But at the same time that I don't present it, why, why don't I use that and use what I've got at the moment to, to raise money and awareness for it? Because I can talk about it from a place that is so personal. Yet I can be separated enough from it to go out and try and achieve these kind of goals or dreams, and and raise money and awareness along the way. What has your mum said about this challenge? Has she going? Oh God. I, I'd probably know the answer to this. Is she going, oh, God, please don't do that. It sounds really dangerous. Or is she going, go, go out and do that and and do something, you you know, a lot of what well, you maybe thought you never would have been able to do before? Both, I think is what <laughs> I would say. Mum's someone who would never cap someone's horizon, I, I, is how I would think I would describe it. You can't put a roof on ambition and anyone's ambition. And mum, mum, I'm certainly someone who would never do that. So she's all for it. Yeah, go out seek and destroy fulfill your dreams be do what do what you need to do but at the same time she's terrified she's, she's like just make sure you come home <laughs> yes and that, that kind of plays it i asked that because again the title of this podcast and the quote and you, you I'd like you to give the context of exactly when she said this but if you plan to climb everest do it sooner rather than later what's the context around that quote so that was, and I lean heavily into that. That's, 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 I don't have any tattoos, but if I did, that would be it. That was a line that my mum was given to by the doctor when she was diagnosed. So um, back in, yeah, I can't remember when, early 90s maybe. Upon her diagnosis, when MS, let's say, was a bit younger in the disease, there wasn't um, management drugs for it and far less known about it and, even less known on how people got it, let alone how you managed it and lived life with it. But all, all the doctor could really offer 
as opposed to any working solution was if he had any ambitions get them done sooner rather than later and that was his line if you if you uh if you have ever wanted to climb Everest I'd do it sooner rather than later and then out the door you go so I it can be I like it because it's it, it can be seen as quite damning in that context kind of like uh well you've got MS good luck but I, I like to think I've I take it and I, I spin it on its head and use it as a really motivational speech to almost become a bit of a mantra like a, a why way to if if yeah if if you wanted to get do something why, why wait to do it get out there and, and do it while you still can it it's not one that just should sit with people who have got a, a disease or even a terminal illness or who knows their expiration date is something that I think we should all live by and I try and take it to new heights with that I couldn't agree more we've I've, I've been had very inspiring conversations with people on this podcast before that have had a similar sort of message talking about it just just because you don't have like you've said then a terminal illness or something which kind of um you know just because you don't have that yeah with you why should you not seize every opportunity why would you not say yes uh, and why would you not kind of do what's going to make you happy and make the people around you happy because just just because there's there's nothing you know that's there um and so i completely get what you're saying there and i think that's such an important message um and something that i also wanted to ask that i've seen when we've been speaking before that you've said um i just wanted to ask you about it is the the kind of phrasing of relapse remitting ms diagnosis yeah so there are two types i'm no i'm by no means the expert on ms there are two types of ms one's relapse remitting ms which is what my mum had and what i have and one, I don't, I can't, I get the words wrong for it, but it's like a, a constant degeneration of your, 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 your status, let's say. Yeah. Um, relapse remitting means that you have a, a normal, like a baseline. I, I'm, I'm dysfunctional. And then if a new lesion develops or I, I go into relapse, then I, 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 my body resets and I come out of that with a, a new level, a new normal, let's say. So um, for me, I, First, I started to think I, I had an, an issue where I started, I lost, I don't lose feeling, but I got pins and needles from my waist down for a, a long period of time. They, they they were there and then I could like trigger them naturally by bending my head down. Um, and I started to notice some issues with swallowing. So that's what prompted me to go and start getting, going, going to the system the NHS and, and seek a, a reason for this. I wasn't, yeah, you know, at, at the beginning, I didn't even think about MS, but. It turns out that uh, the pins and needles was also my mum's first known um, symptom as well. So I had that. Let's say that was my first relapse. Um, and my my remittance, where I currently sit now, is I still, still have the pins and needles. Um, and I'm still slow to recover. I still have the fatigue that's quite inherent with MS. And I have a lot of trouble swallowing. I um, I'm not quite on baby food yet, but I have to be super careful when I chew because my my muscles don't like move food down my my gullet in a, in a proper order sometimes. Which yeah, it's difficult in public when you're. I've been caught out several times regurgitating food, but there we go. Um, so that's my normal. That's that for me. That is where I currently am. And if if I were to have another relapse, it might make those symptoms worse, or it might lead to like a uh, like a lack of flexibility. A lack of dexterity in the hands or a re restricted movement elsewhere or 
eyesight, hearing. It, it also depends where the lesions occur. Multiple sclerosis is, is multiple lesions. So if, depending on whereabouts in your brain or your nervous system they appear, depends on what's impacted by your body. It's kind of like the worst version of Lucky Dip that we've ever played. Well, uh, thank you for explaining <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel when you took a pause there, because I can feel the way that you're talking about it. I mean, there's a lot of personal connection to this, not only since 2019, but through your mum. So and that that is truly coming out in the way that you're speaking about it. And if people are watching as well, they can see oh, that through how you're speaking about it. Um, people can run with you on this and people can support you on this. Please in do. Multiple, uh, in multiple different ways. Um, where can people go to support you virtually um and support you financially and also to support you in person if they choose yeah thank you well first thank you for the opportunity to to put this out there i, I really appreciate the, the conversation and the opportunity to talk about ms but also the run and how people can get involved so we i wouldn't say i'm raising the flag so we are looking for runners because um we we are definitely taking applicants or runners or people well, I'm keen to hear from people who want to get involved and want to run a leg um, so please do get in touch I'm on Instagram and Facebook I think as Teagle MS Runner the Just Given page um, has my in uh, my social media feeds but um, if an email address needs to be put out or perhaps get in touch with Dom and we can like find me through that channel my Just Given page has just gone out it's got a bit more of a bio about the run um, and about how people are running with us so far but i haven't got runners for every day um we're also setting up a separate fund i guess to help fund the operations of it because driving down there driving around the coast van camping fuel food shirts tops yeah, socks trainers I'm, yeah I'm, I'm hemorrhaging money but I don't, it's, it's all for a good cause i don't mind it i'm happy to do it it was my choice to do it but we have put a little bit of a, a GoFundMe page together just for the operations side as well. So any sort of sponsorship, if it wants to be direct to the operations or to the charity, can all be through the, the Just Given page or, or get in touch with me on, the, on social media. And if any brands are listening, reach out to Simon. Support him. Please do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador for the National Running Show and I'm a big fan of it and I I'm a big fan of running. I can't, yeah, for me, being active is everything and running is something I've found through being active. But uh, yeah, fuel as well. I'm, I'm an ambassador for the fuel brand. So I, w I will give as much exposure as I can to anyone who I align with. Like it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's all, uh, I know we're all in this together. It, it, teamwork and impact are the main drivers. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a running billboard for anyone that wants to strap themselves. It's, it's uh, it's all it's all for the same cause. So anything they do will 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 benefit those impacted by MS and help us with the event to raise money for that. So anyone who who aligns with that or thinks or can resonate with that, please yeah, don't hesitate to get in touch. And the links that you've just spoken about will be in the description of the podcast as well, and on the article on outsidenactive dot com. So if you, thank you, you, you know that out uh, and please do i'm going to ask you for a piece of advice in a second but just before that i mean i've been doing this podcast and speaking to people for kind of two and a half years meeting new people having lots of different conversations and 
I mean, this is the first time we've actually met. We were laughing, but we've been talking for a few months. Um, the first time we've actually been able to speak. I say face to face, we're online, but pretty much face to face. And it genuinely is a pleasure to be able to give you this platform and to be able no, to even reach, you know, however many more people, um, because you, you genuinely a really nice guy and I'm, you will have no doubts that you will be smashing this touch wood, all injury free, all <laughs> fine. I mean, it will be very difficult and there will be some tough times, but I have no doubts yeah. uh, you will, you will fly through it with, with flying colors. And I look forward to, to following along. Um, Thank you, Tom. that's really kind of you. The final thing from you, I offered you a piece of advice at the beginning from Adrienne. Now is your opportunity to leave a piece of advice to a guest coming onto the podcast in the near future. I think I've already said it, if I'm honest. Um, hearing, hearing myself speak, do we hear? Yeah, hearing myself speak earlier, like if you wanted to climb Everest, why wait? It's really all around that. Like, what, what are we waiting for? Why wait? Me and my, um, me and my wife got married we uh our first song and i guess do you have you have a girl are you married dom do you have a girlfriend i'm not have you ever, have you ever had a song with someone have you ever oh if anyone's yeah, looking yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so our song is cheesy corny as hell um song called no tomorrow by a band called awesome probably a one-hit wonder i think um but that that just that song title no tomorrow if, without even realizing it it relates to the same thing it all gets tied in like what what are we waiting for so if you have an ambition, if if don't don't plan to, I don't know, earn your pennies and, and, and work hard for the next 15 to 20 years and think when I retire, I'll go out and achieve that because you just can't, you don't know it's going to happen. You can't, you can't, you can't bet on 10 years down the line. So, so why wait to go out and get it done now? There's no tomorrow. To Maybe that should be it. There's no, there's tomorrow. no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. So I'm going to look forward to passing that, that along. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Much appreciated. And that brings us to the end of this inspiring conversation. I'm really looking forward to supporting Simon and seeing how he gets on in this incredible challenge. It really is something that's close to his heart and I'm sure he's going to absolutely smash it. And if you want to support and find out more, then you can do so through the podcast description. But that brings us to the end of this conversation. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, then please do feel free to share this episode with someone who you think would benefit and enjoy it just as much as you have. It really makes a massive difference. Also, just continuing to listen to all of these amazing stories and conversations. We have a whole back catalogue of incredible guests with some more coming up very soon. Some very exciting stuff coming up very soon as well uh, in relation to the National Outdoor Expo. Very much looking forward to that. But that's all we have time for this week. Thank you very much for listening and joining and supporting. I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. But for now, I've been Dominic Brown. Enjoy the outdoors.